So this morning we want to remind you that this podcast is available on your iPhone through your iTunes store or on your Android through Google Play. You want to search The Sylvester Team. Um, as we start the last month of the second quarter, start June, which is part of our 90-day um, cycle here, <clears throat> we want to give you a choice two great books we had a hard time deciding uh, between and for those of you who are going to be increasing your contract level you're going to want to read them both because personal development mindset is going to be key to you reaching the goal in the next 90 days so the first book we'd like to highly recommend is go for no by richard fenton and andrea waltz there are several varieties of it out there but I would stick to this one title. Uh, it's not Go for No for the Leader or any other addition to it, but just the original book, Go for No. And then the other book to choose between uh, for the month of June is called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. We highly recommend this. Uh, it is available on audio, as is Go for No. They all are. But we also know the value of reading withholding the book, the added sense, not only are you seeing, hearing, and touching, but that is a way that adds to your understanding. And if any of you are like me, comprehension is a big factor in reading. Um, I do do have to read it several times. Uh, uh, Main points, I I almost always take notes when I'm reading. Also, when you're um, reading on a hard copy or on a device, you can highlight, which is another added bonus for getting that uh, comprehension into your brain. Now, Either of these books is going to add to your success during this 90-day push, and that's what we're in, guys. We've got June, July, and August. This push is often called a madman cycle, and it's called that for a reason. You push like a madman, okay, because you're mad at mediocrity. You're mad at your bank account. You're mad at your past financial status. And while we all desire time, money, balance, achieving that usually requires periods of out of balance behavior. I know Dick and I have experienced this over the years, and I'm definitely going to be experiencing these next three months. Would you agree, Dick? Well, you know, it's interesting you say that, Connie, because a lot of us were never trained or or taught at previous careers or through school and so on, that when you push to a new level, then that new level becomes your new norm. So if you've been doing five or $6,000 a month and you get out of balance and you get used to make uh, doing 10,000 a month, suddenly a five or $6,000 a month, you feel terrible. Uh, In the same vein, if you've been doing 10 or 12 and you get to 18 or 20, suddenly now, a ten or twelve or fifteen thousand dollar a month feels like a terrible month. I remember one of the fellows when he was promoted to RM made the comment. I remember when he first started, he was pitifully shy, and for him to make ten thousand dollars a month after working at Walmart making forty two thousand dollars a year, he thought he had died and gone to heaven. And then two years later, he was making 
over $20,000 a month, and when he had a ten or 15 or an $18,000 a month income-wise, he felt like they had had a horrible month. And uh, now he's in that thirty dollars to $35,000 range, and I guarantee you now if he has a $25,000 a month in income. Now remember, four years ago this young man was making $42,000 a year working at Walmart. So as we push through and get to that next level, that's going to make a big difference for you. It's going to change what's normal for you. I was looking at one of Maxwell's books that, um, you know, I, I, Maxwell is, John Maxwell is one of uh, my favorite authors. Uh, we grew up in the same area in Ohio, so there's a connection there. But as I was looking through, he's all about dreaming and dreaming big. And some of the comments that he made is, you know, when you have a dream, commit to your dream. Now, first off, some of you are still in the wishing and hoping stage on this call today, a lot of you because we have a lot of new people. So you're wishing and hoping what we're saying is true. So dreaming is probably not too big on your list. Your dream is to get your first sale. But, you know, commit to you that dream. He said, believe in yourself. You know, when you hear somebody writing four or five or, or Dolly Blue Ball writing $7,000 in a week, you're thinking, wow, if I could only do that. Well, you know, if Dolly can do it, so can you. Just figure out what Dolly's doing to get there. Think differently is another uh, comment that he made, and take action. And we're going to be talking about the take an action today. Develop great people skills, guys. Uh, I was thinking of a good friend of ours today, Larry Smith. He was the mailboy at DuPont, and he knew everybody in the uh, office building, and I think it was five or seven stories high that that had a position on that floor. He knew them by name, and he just had a, a knack for connecting with people. Now, never had a college education, but Larry in his lifetime has made more money than the president of a lot of these companies that he that we know and, and, and think a lot about. Um, stay with your strength. Figure out what your strength is, develop it, and stay with it. Get out of your comfort zone. That's what Connie was talking about this morning with this 90-day cycle, and never stop learning. That's why we're reading these books, and never give up. You know, if we can just take those principles to heart today, Connie, I think we can make a big change in our life. I would certainly agree, and um, those can be achieved. Uh, you, can, you can use those principles as you're reading through the compound effect because doing those a little bit at a time. If any of you have heard the word Kaizen, the Japanese term for small changes over time, which is what the compound effect is written on. is <clears throat> It's not about losing, you know, three pounds a day, five pounds a week, you know, 20 pounds a month. It's about changing a habit such as cutting out lunch dessert, something that small, and over time you will see uh, the changes. Now, obviously, if you want to see a 90-day change, you've got to compress that. But guys, whatever change you're going to be making over these 90 days, whatever your dream contract is, you're going to want to uh, focus and compress time frames so that at the end of the 90 days, you've got your goals. If you'll notice on the promotion guidelines, 
uh, up to a 95% contract only requires one month. You only need to write, uh, you only need to issue pay 15000 premium in one month. Most of the top 10 do that in a week, okay? So for the new agents who were on this morning and you're thinking, okay, um, we had 51 apps, so what's the big deal there? Well, actually, it was a low week. Uh, partly, uh, I would say, if I were, because it is a guess, uh, none of this is rocket science, but if I were to say a lot of people took off Friday, okay? And in going into Friday, people were planning in their heads on Wednesday and Thursday what they were going to do over the weekend. So it's a mindset shift, okay? If you are friends, uh, if you're on Facebook and you see Equus posts, you know that mindset has to stay steady um, in order to, you know, keep yourself in the game. If, if staying motivated and staying strong has not been part of your strong suit up to now, then that may have to be part of your change over the next 90 days. You may need to have to spend June and July getting yourself geared up. Now, we hope not, but we've got at least three people on this call that just got their license. So obviously, they're in a different spot than any of the people on that I read on the leaderboard, okay? So they are... Um, Ray Morrison in Ohio, he is going to be in a different spot because he just got his license, uh, just became active. He's got his carrier numbers. He works in a factory, 8 to 5. So he listens to these podcasts in the evening on his way home from work, and he's going to spend most of June learning to become a field underwriter. And um, his goal will probably be reached more in July and August uh, than in the very beginning. Um, we want to, re to realize that at the end of this time frame, um, a lot of you are going to get a commission increase. And we want to caution you that these don't happen overnight, okay? Your change will be made at Equus, but the carriers don't operate on your time schedule or mine. And so uh, in any IMO that we were in before Equus, we were always told that it was a 30-day um, uh, time frame. So, you, you know, what I'm saying is if you qualify the end of June for a promotion, you're not going to see that on July 1st. You've got to be patient and give the carriers time to get these all in place. Is that right, Dick? Yeah, I think uh, just understanding, you know, the, the process we go through. The thing I wanted to focus on today, Guy, so, you know, um, this is game day. This is the first day of the opening season. If you're an Indy 500 or a NASCAR person, you understand, you know, gentlemen or ladies, start your engines. Uh, this is, this is the, the beginning of, of a whole new era in our industry, and your timing is impeccable. Just to give you a little perspective, when Barry started uh, working as a 20-year-old at A.O. Williams, it was 18 years that he spent in the business, 
and he never broke $100,000 a month in premium for his team. Uh, his team averaged $80,000 a month. He never made, he never broke a million dollars in 18 years uh, in annual premium. And you and two or three year agents can equal Barry's uh, volume if you decide you want to build a team. You can equal his volume you know, in the next 90 days and get yourself to a 100 to 120% contract. Now, the significance of that is I, I'm not sure what the contract level was Barry started out at, but I know it was significantly less than 50%. So, you know, this is, this is really a big opportunity, and I'm hoping I'm conveying this in such a way that you can take it to heart because, you know, high contracts have been around for quite a while. Uh, however, the catch was they didn't provide much support. Their lead system was the name of a lead vendor that you would just contact and give them money and wait for the leads to come in. There was little, if any, training on what training did take place or was available was done by somebody that had been in the business three to six months longer than you. So you know how much there was there. Guys, this is the perfect storm. And I want to give you some points to remember this morning. Uh, this is an opportunity to achieve your contract uh, level based on your effort. No one is holding you back. It's all based on your effort. So let's start the engines and put all your effort into it. Uh, a second point to remember is mortgage leads that we know of uh, today, one, that was a new phenomenon when Barry started this business you know, in 96. But what's changed is the fact that uh, you can buy as many leads as your budget will allow you to buy to help supplement or set the stage for what your contract level is going to be. I say this is new, a new phenomenon because I spent 22 years in the business, and all I could get was 10 leads a week, and I was working five counties. It didn't matter how much money I wanted to spend. I could not get more than 10 leads a week. That's totally different. You know, today, another point to remember is you have help in strategizing your cases before you talk to the people, either if you're doing virtual or if you're doing uh, in-home presentations. You know, I love the idea of knowing before you go. You know what you're going to offer the client based on what little you know about their health. You've got to help putting that case together so you can literally practice your presentation on the way. Connie and I were going on a case the other day. She asked me a question. I said, no, I'm thinking about the sale right now, what I'm going to say. You also have help. Another point to remember, you have help in closing your sale. See, products that get issued, if they're field underwritten properly, this is another point to remember. Guys, we have upwards agents doing upwards of 80 to 90% placement rate of their cases written. I know agents right now that I go to church with, if they get half of their cases issued, they think they've died and gone to heaven. Now, I, I want to point out, you heard Heather Hudak on the call last week, and if you haven't listened to last week's call, go back and take the time to do it. Uh, Heather has written 34 applications, over $31,000, and she called Connie at the end of the week last week, and she said, I want to work more. I am going to put it all on the line. I'm going to go for that 120% contract. She said she didn't ask for another state. She didn't ask for a few more leads. She asked for another time zone. Uh, 
she said, I want to work three time zones so that I can work eight to ten hours minimum a day so that I can reach what I'm looking for. Three time zones. She lives in the eastern, she's working central, and now she's added a uh, mountain time zone to what she's doing so that she can have more time and more people to talk to. So these are things that we all can do. Um, now, I want to point out another thing to you, another point to remember. See, most people that are in our business, they're selling mortgage protection. Well, guys, we have an alternative solution for our clients, uh, for their needs, and we call it critical period equity protection. The majority of the agents doing mortgage protection have not a clue what that means. And for all of you that are brand new, and I know there are quite a few of you, this is huge. And uh, Podcast 80, we'll talk about that later, but Podcast 80 will teach you how to do this. And um, and I say it's huge because some, and depending on what demographic you're working in, this could account for somewhere between 40 and 60% of your business. And a lot of agents doing mortgage protection don't even realize this exists. So you've got a big advantage here, another way that you can accomplish that higher contract. And during this 90-day madman cycle, the critical period equity protection is going to be key. I would advise anyone who struggles with this, and I think a lot of you struggle with it and don't realize it, but... This has got to go from your head to your heart. You cannot just mouth the words. You have to understand that that critical period after uh, a breadwinner dies, that, that truly is a critical period for that family, okay? Uh, this is especially true with seniors, uh, the, prob- the possibility that they could lose their home uh, or that uh, the kids would have to uh, sell the house in a fire sale in order to get out from under it because they couldn't afford to make uh, the payments because mom and dad didn't have um, any type of critical coverage. Uh, you know, a senior's not going to cover the entire mortgage on a $200,000 mortgage. It's just not going to happen. Their premium would be 1000 a month, okay? So you want to understand why a ten, fifteen, dollars or $20,000 policy is of such tremendous value. It's like a treasure to a senior to protect the equity in that $200,000 mortgage uh, where they they could very well have a hundred or more thousand dollars of equity built up. You know, Connie, as you were talking, I was thinking. Uh, you know, we focus on the seniors, but take for a moment a thirty-five mm. or thirty-six-year-old couple, and all they can afford is a, their mortgage is twelve hundred dollars a month, and all they can afford is sixty thousand dollars of the life insurance. Even if you have to go a twenty-year term on that, you're looking at a dollar a day. And look how many widows in their late 30s or early 40s, it would be, it would be life-changing if they had enough money to make the house payment for five years to decide what they were going to do. So this, guys, 
it does it's not just for seniors it's for everybody the other thing another point to remember is every one of you on this call have either heard a story or know personally of somebody who had a loved one die and they had to put together a GoFundMe account just to cover the funeral, just to put them in the ground. And I, and I say that because these people out here, guys, they need our help. Uh, many are resistant to our help, and they're resistant for a number of reasons. One is uh, they'll, they assume they won't qualify. And I'm going to talk about my voice and the tone in just a minute, how to overcome some of that. They think they just won't qualify, or uh, they think it's too expensive. You know, they just assume it's, it, it's way too expensive. We had a guy in here last week, and he figured a quarter of a million dollars was going to cost him $250 a month. And I put together a term plan, and we're trying to get back together again for somewhere less than 100 he was thrilled. Uh, other people, they've been turned down before. So they're thinking, why bother? Why go through this again and be turned down again? Well, guys, it's our job to connect with them in such a way that they realize we care about them. Uh, we care about them first. So, you know, once they understand that, then they're a little more open to us being able to help them. See, what we need to do as agents is change how we use our voice in asking questions. For example, you know, I've been turned down before you can't help me is their statement. First off, kind of, you know, John, you may be right, but why do you feel you were turned down before? You know, they're going to either give you the reason they think they were turned down, and then that gives you an opportunity to find a company that will take that, or they'll just say, well, I just don't know. Well, if they say, I just don't know, well, then you use a transition. Well, the reason I ask that question, we have some new carriers that have relaxed their underwriting and their underwriting requirements, and we're actually getting people approved now that we couldn't even help a year or two ago. See the difference in the voice versus interrogating them and trying to manipulate them. Guys, they need our help. They are in trouble, and they need our help, and we just need to figure out a way to connect. You know, um, you know, people that we couldn't help a year or two ago, tell me a little more about your medications and what they're used for. You know, well, you could say, well, tell me about your medications versus tell me a little more, just a little, not a lot. You know, that little word right there changes the tone and the posturing of us helping them. Use your tone to, uh, and your voice to connect with your clients. See, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care because that's the difference maker in our business and helping people. Now, how do you increase your sales volume? For those of you that have been doing this a while and those of you that are brand new, I'm going to give you some points here that literally, if you're not in a position to spend more money to buy more leads, then let's get more juice out of the oranges we got, okay? More business out of that. See, if we're spending the same amount of money as before, to begin with, we're only doing that because that's all we can afford. But first off, become really smooth on your phone script. Just get better. 
And if you're struggling with that, I had a conversation with James over the weekend. We did some things. I had a conversation with several of you over the weekend. Uh, Ben and I were talking. He was struggling with a 22-year-old. And and he and I were trying to figure out why wouldn't a 22-year-old want to have something like this. And we both struggled with the concept of why they wouldn't. But we're getting better. We're going to figure it out. You know, listen to the tone versus reading a a script poorly. Well, how do you listen to the tone? Well, first off, you practice and practice and practice. You know, know, 15, 20 times of practice before you get on the phone, that'll make all the difference in the world. We had a number uh, of agents a few years. I remember one team we brought in, four of them at a time, two men and two women. The men listed the phone script a couple of times, got it and got on the phone. The women they all listen to my phone script, my verbal one, three or four or five times every time before they got on the phone. They did extremely well. The men didn't do so well at all. So learning, you know, what you sound like, record yourself, you know. Um, anticipate the pushback. You know, whenever you come up and you say, "Is it?" you know, um, when you ask him about something – you know, don't be surprised with it. Uh, I think that's probably the one thing I noticed the most. Well, this is what they said. After I was so good, this is what they said. Well, you know, they don't understand how badly they need this. Um, you know, somebody that's just been diagnosed with a terrible disease, you know, they didn't get up that morning when you listen to the Elizabeth Giano- Martinez Gianova video when she talks about having pancreatic cancer. She said, first off, I didn't go to the doctor to find out I had pancreatic cancer, and then it was even worse to find out it was terminal. Then I'm thinking, how am I going to pay my bills? Guys, we don't anticipate getting sick. We don't anticipate dying, so don't be surprised when they come back and they're not as excited about getting this product as you are. They think we're excited about them getting this product is because we need to make a commission when, in fact, yeah, the first few weeks it probably is the reason. But after you've made that phone call and you find out her husband passed away six months ago and they don't have coverage. Now, what you don't know in many cases is they were called a dozen times he always answered the phone and didn't think they needed it. That 22-year-old that that Ben was talking about over the weekend, um, the husband didn't think they needed it. His wife is probably the one that sent the lead in. And if he gets killed in a car wreck in six months and one of us call him as a bonus lead, and she says, man, I wish somebody would have called me. Well, somebody did. But they never connected with the one that answered the phone to allow us to help them. So we, we really have reached out to these people. But I I don't want you to be surprised when they push back. For example, if somebody says, you know, well, we've already bought. That's a pushback. Well, did you do like most people and just cover a portion of the mortgage? Well, now that you have something in place, would you like to have just a little bit more? See, they pushed back, but I'm telling you, a lot of these people would like to have a little more, especially if they only covered a third or a half the mortgage and you get the wife on the phone and they're young, yeah, she wants a little more, I guarantee you. So this is just a way that we can drill down a little bit, talking slow, using her voice to pick up a sale. All right, so another way, 
you're a pushback you're going to experience is, well, we're not interested now. Well, I understand. You know, I really do understand. Is it because of the price? If they stay on the phone long enough to say that, uh, well, that's, and they say yes, well, that's why I'm calling. A lot of times we keep the family in the home for a few years to give them time to make decisions. You know, hasty decisions are rarely a good idea or have a favorable outcome. See, talking in that manner and that way, I don't know that you're going to get everyone, but it's like Darren Hardy says. If we do that, one of those two things, just those two things right there, if we do those two things on every call possible, if we've been losing 20 people a month, we've already bought or we're not interested, if we convert one of those guys that just paid you for your leads for a week. Now, what's going to happen is we're going to get better at it, and maybe this week we'll get one more sale that we didn't, wouldn't have gotten last week. But next week, because we're going to be better at this, we might get two more sales. And then suddenly we're getting five or six or eight sales extra a month. Why? Because we got better at what we do and we've helped more people because we've got to understand they really do need us more than we need them. You know, uh, when we're talking about the hasty decisions rarely are a good idea or have a favorable outcome, when we're talking in terms of this, you know, usually these plans that we put together to keep the family in the house, we can usually do something for somewhere between $1 and $3 a day. If we could keep your family in the house and protect the equity for somewhere between $1 and $3 a day, don't say would you be interested in that. This is what you say. Would that be important to you? Now they have to defend their position. No, it wouldn't be important to me. Keeping your Repeat the question. Keeping your family in the home for one to three or five years wouldn't be important to you? Now, again, they have to defend that position. Well, how would your wife and kids feel about that? Should we be talking to them? You know, because, you know, one to three dollars a day, I guarantee you he's either spending that at Starbucks on beer, on fishing equipment, on something that he wants that is important to him. So we have to shift, make a mind shift here, you know. And then we just follow up, you know, I just need a little more information to see if you even qualify. Well, now what do people want? Something they can't have. So to pose the question as if to see if you even qualify, that shifts the posturing to, well, what do I have to do to qualify? Now, is it going to work every time? No, it's not going to work every time. But it goes back to Darren Hardy's, just get a little bit better every day. And in the process of getting a little bit better at that point, you know, over time, if we get 1% better a day for the next 30 days, at the end of the month, we are 30% better than when we started.